Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am super excited to have Chris Plackey on the show today. So we are in a pretty chaotic time. You know, when this ends up going out, we're going to be towards the end of March of the uh, first month of the pandemic. So Chris is an executive coach. Uh, she is a huge speaker on leadership and has some really awesome ideas. So um, thanks for being on the show, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. So Chris, uh, you're working with law firms and other small businesses. And you know, it's kind of interesting. We'll, we'll kind of get into the matter at hand. But as far as just kind of a quick background yourself, how did you find yourself in this, uh, this line of business? Absolutely. Yeah. So I organically, I started my career and started making money and working with people. And then I got promoted into management and realized pretty quickly as a young manager that I did not love how people managed me. <laughs> and so I had to decide, am I going to keep managing or am I just going to get out of it? And I decided to keep doing it. And the short of the long is after about 20 years, of leading and managing on my own and working in large, actually very large startup, I created a performance coaching team internally in the company that I worked in. And so our job was to develop and coach about 4,000 leaders in our business. And eventually that business kind of went through a massive reorganization as a result of the uh, recession. And so I found myself creating my own business. And so it was just a natural extension. So I've always been equally attracted to leading and leadership and learning about what really is and makes an amazing leader and also coaching. I've been following and studying the practice of coaching since honestly a very, very long time ago. And so those two together just give me so much joy professionally and personally to do the work. But I also see just a tremendous need because there's a lot of people who need help. And, and the reason I zeroed in on small businesses and law firms and practices is, you know, most of my clients are technical experts. They're really good. They're practitioners, but they're not managers. They didn't take management training, you know, but once your business grows, you have to hire people. And then, then that can really, really thwart the long-term success for some of my clients if they don't learn the basic skills of leading a team. Yeah. You know what? I'll actually speak from experience here, Chris. It yeah. uh, seems like on some level, like, you know, the, the desire to get better at, at management kind of came from scratching your own itch or not having that good experience coming up. And I'll also say this is somebody who may or may not have started their business because uh, they hated all the managers they worked with, but I'm sure a lot of the uh, the listeners found themselves in the same place, leaving that big law firm on that exactly. first day. So yeah, I'm sure right. there's a lot of people who are uh, listening that have that same need. So, yeah, and then and then you find yourself the manager that everyone doesn't want to work for. And then, you, <laughs> then you really have to figure it out. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's our, yeah. Our, we have to work through our karma at one point or another. But um. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, with the current state of the world, it seems like, you know, people who may have been having a tough enough job uh, running a small law firm have mm. uh, had a lot of things compound in the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, let's transition to that a little bit. What kind of stuff right. is out there? Well, I, you know, it's so interesting. So 
if we could just do the timeline, it's so fascinating. I was in Dallas on March 13th. And on March 11th, I, I live in California, but I was in Plano, Dallas, which, or Texas, which is right side out of Dallas. And on Wednesday night, I promise this is relevant, <laughs> we were out to dinner and we couldn't get a table. It was so packed, right? Like the whole, we were in this beautiful little area in, in Plano like called Legacy and we couldn't get a table at any of these gorgeous restaurants. It was so crowded. And so I was, from my place in California, we were already starting to talk about it. And I was like, is nobody in Texas worried about the pandemic? So I flew home on Friday and then decided to do a free call on Saturday for all small business owners to talk about how they're going to handle what's happening. And then of course, by Monday in several States, we were either quarantined or you know, sheltered in place. And by Friday, 80% of my public facing clients were closed and had laid off all their employees. That was a week. That happened in a week. And so what I have experienced is one of two things. I have clients who are trying to figure out how to keep a business when they have no employees and they've laid everybody off. And I have clients who are trying to figure out how to not drown in overwhelm because there's so much demand for what they do. So we have the sublime and the ridiculous happening right now. And I'm sure for different attorneys, we're seeing different things as well, right? Because and you would have to imagine after about four more weeks, we're going to get very busy divorce attorneys. <laughs> but that's another story, right? People are going to just have different needs as they face more and more dilemmas in their personal and professional lives. But what is, what is true for everyone, unless you've really been in a very removed part of the country, is the disruption has been fast and fierce. And what I am telling all of my clients right now is this is when you lead. Right now. This is it. You thought leading was five months ago when you had to figure out who to hire and fire and should I, is this person really doing their job right and why can't they do what I asked them to do? You thought that was leading? No. <laughs> this right now is leading and our society and our community needs leaders. We need leaders who can be certain in an incredible time of uncertainty. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It kind of reminds me of this old quote. I think it was, I mean, it might have been Warren Buffett or one of the investor guys. And I think this is in the context of finance, but I think it also applies here. It's like, you know, it's only after the tide goes out that you realize who wasn't wearing swim trunks. And <laughs> we're kind of in that situation with how strong people's, you know, mindset was about these sort of things. Right. So, you know, what kind of stuff have you been seeing in the response of the leaders that you work with? Mm, goodness, that's a great question. So I was just talking with another client who is in commercial real estate, actually. And we were talking about how first, the first thing we're noticing, and I'm noticing is how cash poor so many practices are, so many small operations are, that once a week goes by, they have to fire everybody. That's fascinating, right? It's, it's very tragic for a lot of organizations, but it's very real. And so one of the lessons I'm hoping we all learn from this is the incredible importance of 
having an emergency fund, right? We've talked about it. Everybody knows it's, it's important. Everybody gets it. It's logical. And yet, when the rubber has hit the road, we're seeing really that a lot of people are running on fumes. So that's one thing that we're seeing. The other thing I'm seeing is I'm watching leader profiles. Some people are absolutely stepping up and following sort of the goodwill mantra of how can I give, how can I help, how can I support, how can I provide at a time, even if I don't have what I need, but I know I have something others need and I can give it and I will do so and I will be a voice of support in a moment when people need it versus others who are looking to blame, who are looking to find someone to be angry with, who are looking for co-misery and people who will commiserate with them and also people who are self-victimizing and just sort of almost like one-upping on how horrible their, their story is versus someone else's story. And so uh, this is just human behavior. This is what this is. And that's why I just keep saying this is when we lead. Nothing is actually ever certain. We just think it is. <laughs> right. And so now what we're realizing is, oh, actually, you know, you could die and you could lose your business and you could not have clients. Like the, those are things that can happen. And you could get stuck in your house and not be able to find toilet paper or chicken. Yes. Yeah. happen. <laughs> so it's just all about who can demonstrate resiliency of spirit and character and focus. And that's what I've been watching also, not just in my clients, but even in the kind of community at large. Right. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I mean, we are sort of coming at this at kind of, because you know, the, the firms that we're working with, it's also been a very interesting response in the past week too, because it seems like there are those people who are absolutely stepping up. We've got, just not to, to be too specific, we've got a firm that was completely dependent on in-person seminars for supporting yeah. a pretty large practice. And they weren't saying, oh my God, the sky's falling, I'm going to have to lay everyone off. They're figuring out ways to do it. Yeah. At the same time, we've had firms that had a completely virtual practice already. They're like, well, geez, I just don't know how we're going to be able to get to, you know, no one really has money right now. I don't know if we should be marketing. I'm like, mm. What are you talking about? There are people who kill me in your position right now. So, I mean, the question is, you know, there's, there's people I think that are going to have that natural leadership response. And I would hope that people have, if, if, you know, if you've been in the dark or like, you know, you recognize some of those, maybe those negative traits are happening in yourself. It's probably not a choice, but how could you recommend that somebody who might be on the negative side of that spectrum, maybe pull yeah. themselves up out of it a little bit? Such a great question. So I think I actually have some recommendations about this because I've, I've been putting together some content for my clients around like really the four things I think everybody needs to do. And one of them is I just call your focus. And your brain is your biggest instrument. Everybody knows that. How your brain goes, so does everything else. And so at a time when we are bombarded with obviously news, but also information and advice and you shoulds, right? This is what you should do. You have to manage your filters. You've got to think about what you give your brain and where you give your brain's attention. And so I've been telling my clients and really strongly recommending no more news. <laughs> Unless get the hour bit that you need that tells you all of the major headlines for the day, but tune it out. So if you already know you're susceptible to worry 
and fretting or um, catastrophizing, do not give your brain extra junk food to chew on. And then I also think the other element is if you're struggling with it is who is in your circle. You know, it's part of what, what I love about what I do. Everybody who comes and work, we're together and we're not commiserating, we're thinking and we're brainstorming and we're solving. And I think everyone needs that group, whatever that group is for you. And we have to protect that energy. We have to be thoughtful. If you aren't a natural sort of go-getty leader type, which is fine, like you're not inclined to be first and take the risk, identify people in your world who you trust, who are modeling for you and giving you information that can be useful and constructive. So, you know, I've also been advising others, including myself, off, I'm staying off most social media because again, it's like you get the information and then the next thing you read makes you want to throw up, right? Like you can't control it. Right. <laughs> and so if those are challenges, you just really be thoughtful about what you put in your mind. And then the second thing I would add to that as in terms of like a big area to focus on is I believe law firm practice, small or large, the leaders of that organization need to have a 90-day plan. When this all started, people were talking about, I just need to get through the next two weeks. It's not, this is not a two-week commitment. This is, we're really, we're, I'm encouraging people to think 90 days. So, and you've got to run all of it, right? And I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but we got to run expenses and essential and non-essential. We need to look at current revenue, forecasted revenue. We need to run a model if we don't generate any revenue. We need to look at current cash on hand and cash we can access quickly. And that has to be on, in black and white, written down so that you get the boogeyman out of your head and you see the facts and you work with facts and not your fears. You've got to get out of emotional brain and into your executive function of your mind. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's the thing too, because I think you just uh, mentioned a couple of things that both are, are kind of, it's, it's almost harder to escape the kind of intangible stuff, right? It's just like people yeah. get into this doomerish sort of mentality and whether it's the news or whether it's on some level, it's, it's kind of something scary to face. It's like, you know, people mm. are, are probably avoiding taking a hard look at their financials because they're afraid yes. of what they might find. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you're never going to banish that if, unless you get it taken care of, right? Yes. And all I would say about the plan, this is why I like to do that with my clients, because yes, your thoughts are going to come, but that's all they are. Facts, numbers are neutral, even if it's zero. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's neutral. What we have to work on is that thinking of yours that is going to make you do weird stuff if you're not managing your thinking, right? right? I can look at a goose egg and think, okay, that's a goose egg. I don't like the goose egg, but I'm going to do something about it versus that's a zero on my books. Oh my gosh, I need to, you know, and you take quick, hurried, un, not well thought out action Yeah. also. But the plan is to start, yeah. So a lot of people don't want to look at it. Or I, what I'm hearing from most people in, is that they are anticipating without planning. So they're kind of like, well, we're just going to see what happens. Yeah, 100%. That's not right? exactly the definition of leadership, is it, right? Right. Well, and your, your point about people who work virtually already, who, who are fully prepared to serve, but they have thoughts about selling, 
I've had a lot of clients ask me about selling. Is it okay to sell? Is it weird to sell? I'm not comfortable selling. And I'm like, I never sold a day in my life. I'm serving. And if you don't believe what you have to offer is service, then let's talk about why you don't think that. But for all of those attorneys who are saying, I don't know if I should be selling right now, people still need you. The gap that they will experience if they don't tap into your services is what you should be more worried about, right? Yeah. So that to me is how we have to think. Like, I know you're going through it. I need to help you. Let me help you, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of interesting too, because that's, that's, that's one of the things is I, I actually heard this from a client because we've actually been testing out some new creative around the virus. Cause I mean, in my opinion too, I think the service is absolutely angle to play. And I think, you know, if people were worried about their futures before, and this, you know, interfaces a lot of different areas of law, but one of the ones we've been doing a lot of work with is estate planning. But yeah. um, if you're worried about protecting your future legally, if you were worried about that a month ago, well, you know, guess how you've been feeling the last week, especially if you're, you know, an older person who is, you know, getting to probably watching MSNBC every day, right? Yeah, so. and I'll give, I'll give you one more. I have a client who's a physician who is in critical care, both she and her husband. Wow. And they had to have the, we need to make our will because we have a child and we're both exposed every day. Yeah. Right? So, like medical doctors are having to have these kinds of really significant conversations that and they're doctors they probably don't want to think about it <laughs> oh yeah yeah so it's just yeah it's like that that thing of service is just is just so important too and it's like you know it's not yeah. it's not about taking advantage of the situation it's like your your, oh. your clients need you more than ever right now right and you know i think we're all evaluating i have my normal program that i offer people and one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, this course that I just am starting for leading through crazy times, that's a way more affordable, reduced rate. I'm doing that on purpose because I want to help more people, right? So I think we all have to think about what we're trying to achieve right now. What is it? I want to help way more than I want to cash in and make money. But I also, my husband's not working. He's a physical therapist. So I'm also still providing for my family. So I have a responsibility to them as well. Right. So we're all balancing that and we have to find the place to balance. But if you have thoughts about selling that are preventing you from helping people, then I would really invite you to reconsider that yeah. where that will lead you. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Because, you know, if you think about this, it's like, well, I think that also kind of take, goes back to that uh, almost Pollyanna-ish, like you just got to make it through the two weeks mentality. Cause like, all right, yeah, yeah. maybe you could take a break off of sales for two weeks and, and you know, uh, doing, well, I guess you'd refer it to as intake because <laughs> we don't like sales here in the law. Right, but, um, I know, we don't. I was <laughs> kidding. But, um, <laughs> no, no, but it's, uh, uh, but, or, you know, if, if you don't have anyone that's a new client that's being closed for two weeks, that's fine. But yeah, what if that happens to be two months? What if that happens to be right. six months, you know? Right. And if there's people who are going to, you know, it, it might be the new reality where we just have to deal with a quarantine for a much longer time. If you want to figure this out in the, the first week of doing this, you're not going to get affected. If you want to figure right. this out three months from now and it goes another three months, well, you're just starting from three months of expenses behind. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I'm a bit of a man of a hammer in terms of the revenue focus being that, yes. uh, that we work in marketing. But I hope everyone gets the opportunity to try to find a way to serve their clients. But for the people who can't or are in less of a position to do so, we might have some hard conversations coming up with the current staff. 
So how people that you've been working with and dealing with, you know, not having some issues with, with being able to cover everyone with payroll and having those tough conversations. It's, it's legit. Like this is for reals. I just did a module on um, laying people off with love (laughs) (laughs) because you know, everybody, there's a lot of layoffs happening. I'm sure if you're watching any of the news, you all have been seeing that. And, and I know a lot of firm owners and, practice owners and small business owners in general are hoping to hire them back. So some advice is to stay connected to your association because they will likely continue to share information about the laws that are passing that affect a small business and their employees. There have been a few already. Some, one of them has, has not necessarily been great for small businesses. I think it's called the CARE Act, but don't quote me on that. I use the Society for Human Resource Management as I go to, but I know the U.S. Uh, Chamber website has resource information, as does the Small Business Administration website. But There are a lot of provisions getting put in place for employees, but some are not great for small businesses, which is why a lot of employers are making the choice to lay people off because of the leave requirements that are now going to be expected of employers if employees get sick or someone they love gets sick or they have a child at home because school is closed. What I will tell you I'm finding, at least right now, is a lot of employees are very receptive and understanding, which it doesn't really matter, but it does when you're a small practice, a small firm, and you have to let people go because everybody, it's very familial. It's a, much, it's a much different dynamic than a big corporate environment. And people get it. They understand it. So, but I do think when we let people go, if we have to have those difficult conversations, I have some, t- some tips I always like to keep in mind is, do it as quickly as you can. Be informed of what is available to advise your employees. So if you can just check in with your state, make sure you know what the unemployment expectations are for them so they can kind of have a sense of what's going to happen. Remember that you're eliminating a position, not the person. So when we tell people we're going to do a layoff. We tell people we've had to eliminate your role or your position, not that we're firing you or letting you go. It's semantics. And I know as attorneys, you guys, you do appreciate that those matter. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also the, you know, expediency by which you do this. These shouldn't be long conversations, uh, acting prepared, I'm sure you have some employment attorneys who are listening to this. They'll educate me and you if I've done this wrong. (laughs) But I did used to work in outplacement services years ago where we would be, we would work with employers who were doing massive layoffs. And these were the sort of key tenants to always remember. And honestly, it's a silly adage, but you know, when I used to take my kids to kindergarten, there was a sign outside that said, quick goodbyes make for dry eyes. And there's something to be said for that, even for adults, that as sometimes as the employer, especially again, if you have a small firm and you're very close to people, you feel like you really want to talk to them and like make this very personal, but it actually can be way more difficult for the employee when you do that. So be thoughtful of them in this process and not what you want, but really what makes this best for them. 
Yeah. That is some great advice. And to kind of transition things onto a little bit of a higher note, you know, if we're going to be sticking to our guns, right? We're sticking to our guns. We're going to see it through this, but we got some people who might be Debbie Downers on the team. How would you advise people to kind of rally the troops and raise the spirits in a time like this? All right. So one of my things I like to do when we have uh, teams that go through massive disruption, I use a model. If you guys are interested, you can always just Google it. It's called the J curve of change management. J curve is beautiful because it's a nice, simple graphic, right? So you can just imagine a J and where we are right now, if you imagine the J, like there's the beginning of the J and then the end of the J is much higher, right? Physically, that's, it's just like a big swoop, right? right. So we we started kind of at that tip of the J and then we're slowly going down this slope, <laughs> which yeah. is what's happening to all of us. And then we all get to this place that we call the bottom of the J, which is total denial, doubt, awful. I hate this. Get me out. I did this with, um, with my girlfriend the other day. I'm like... <laughs> I'm, I'm done. So we could quit now. Everything could be done. Can we just go back to normal, please? I'm ready. I yeah. I finished. <laughs> yeah. And I just, we call that being at the bottom of the J. Now you as a leader understanding that is essential because everybody goes through the, it gets to that bottom of the J at a different pace. And most of the time leaders do it faster because you have to, you don't have a choice. You've got to get us to the other side of the J where we start going back up, right? Right. Where we start going through the process of acceptance and integrating new practices and then ultimately change, which ultimately leads us to higher production. Again, thinking about how the top of the J is much higher than that little beginning part, right? Mm -hmm. So the bottom of the J people, I always like to advise my leaders, first, let's just be compassionate and understand and give them space with you, not with the team, to have a tantrum because that's what it is, right? People's behavior when they're scared is weird. That's all I got. I got nothing more scientific than that. It's just (laughs) weird. Yeah. And so let's just let them be weird, but let's give them some parameters for weird. I get it if you're freaked out. I get it if you're worried. I get it if you're angry, you come over here and we'll work it out together, but it isn't serving your colleagues to do that with them. But then we also have to set some stipulations with even with those people to say, I understand this is really disruptive for you. I'm going to give you another week or so to kind of process it because I can appreciate it's taking you a little while and I respect that. But when you come to work next Monday, we got to go. It's time. Can you agree to that? And if they can say yes to that, awesome. Now we have a new agreement. And if they mean it, you don't have to deal with it again. If they don't keep doing it, honestly, to me, it's a performance issue because we can't have that on the team when we're all trying to rally and go forward. It's too toxic. It's too, so right now, especially because it's such a loaded, shocking, enticing thing for people to indulge. Right. Yeah. So I like to use the J for my own understanding. I, I think it's great to teach people. And then I also like to get, encourage leaders to sort of wrap a bubble around these people for whatever amount of time you think is reasonable. And then I think you need to tell them when they need to kind of plan to show up as emotional adults and handle things. 
Hey, awesome. Well, yeah, that's an, another super good tip. And, and it's very actionable as well. Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of imagine myself having this conversation. It's a little yeah. scary, but I think, uh, yeah. you know, with the right, uh, the right stuff in place, I think it's absolutely doable. But um, yeah. yeah, this has been fascinating, Chris. And, uh, you know, from uh, people that are, we're probably at the bottom of this, this curve ourselves, as you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> hopefully things are going to be to the point where they're coming up soon. But um, so what's the best place if anyone wants to reach out for some help? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can find me at chrisplackey.com. My last name, my first name is with a K, K-R-I-S, and then that's Plackey, P-L-A-C-H-Y.com. That's my website. It gives you an overview of what I do. And when you're on my website, you can actually schedule a consultation. I meet with any potential new clients individually. We talk about you and your business and what your challenges are. And then right now, I'm also doing a featured coaching intensive for small business and firm leaders called leading through the crazy times that I certainly would love to help people. So that we're going to come through this. And if you still have a team and you have people managing that you manage, we still need work done and we can't not hold people accountable right now and ask them to perform. This is the time where you need people who really want to show up and support your business. So those are the best places to reach me. I'm also on Instagram, Chris Plackey Coach, and I'm on Facebook with the same name and LinkedIn also. Same. All right, awesome. Okay, and we'll have yeah. uh, we'll have notes for all that in the show notes, guys. So, um, yeah, Chris, thank you again. This has been super helpful. Um, I hope you know this has been a glass of water in a desert of uh, <laughs> spare for a lot of people. But thank you so much for uh, for sharing that all with us. You bet. Thanks for having okay. me. And for the rest of you guys, uh, we will see you next week on another episode of Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode. 